0: Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heart Blend Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I focus on emotional care and empowerment for empaths, sensitive souls, and those that resonate with my content. So, hello, I'm so excited and happy to have you. And today we are kicking off this series by talking about the importance of self care. I am so excited to go into this with you, and it's just been a, such a long journey of learning so much about ourselves and learning about our emotions and learning about all of these different mindsets, but I felt like I needed to talk about self-care, right? I throw in self-care throughout all of my series, but I really want to dive in to really talk about what self-care really means. What does it entail you know, during the pandemic, I think self-care, self-love really went through the roof, right? And now we're seeing marketing around it, self-care. But what does self-care really mean? And I think a lot of us just think of pampering ourselves when we think of self-care. And that is one tiny, small aspect of it because it is important to care for your body and make yourself feel good. But self-care is so much more than that. Truly, it's self-maintenance. It's self-management, right? You are an entire system and it takes so much to maintain all of those different operations that keep you moving. So self-care is holistic. It is not just one thing. And of course, self-care is not selfish. And I think that's what people typically think of when they think of self-care. They think, oh, I'm being selfish. I'm taking too much time for myself. I need to give to others. I need to focus on giving to others and making sure they're good to go and put everyone before me. But truly, honestly, if more people were to take care of themselves, then we wouldn't put so much responsibility of our lives in the hands of others, right? Imagine if other people did not depend on you or hold you responsible for something that they should be taking care of themselves. We'd all feel a little bit freer and more empowered. So self-care is definitely not selfish and it is taking full responsibility to take care of yourself. When you take the best care of yourself, you can enjoy your relationships, your connections, your loved ones for what they are for connecting, not for putting a burden on anyone. And again, I'm not saying this to say, if you have some terminal illness, or if you really can't take care of yourself, then don't be a burden. No, not at all. Because we should be able to depend on one another in times of need. But for things that you can care for, for yourself, you know, I think it's important to manage that. We have to be mindful that we're not emotionally dumping on our loved ones when we've had a bad day consistently. You know, sometimes we have that rut and we need to vent at times, but there comes a point when it's our responsibility to do something about the problem to better manage our stress levels. We have to find ways to not utilize our connections for free therapy, right? We should be able to manage some things on our own and then lean on each other for support, but not taking the full brunt of things. So it's important that if you take full care responsibility for yourself, you can actually enjoy your relationships so much more. And I think there's a lot of reasons why we struggle to apply self-care. There's religious conditioning, you know, the influence of if you don't care for people, and if you don't put people ahead of you, and if you don't, you know, do what people need from you or whatever, you're a bad person, i.e. you don't get eternal life. That's like, seriously, I think that yes, we should serve and care for others. However, there's that whole missing piece that's there, and I've spoken about this before. You know, we go from being dependent as children, and a lot of times, some children have a very short time of when they can't actually be dependent on their parents. Some are so abandoned and left in the cold that they don't even get a chance to depend on anyone. And then you go into possible victim mode, where you don't even know how to take care of yourself. You don't know how to truly empower yourself. You are in this space where you truly just need some healing. You don't even know who you are, but then the expectation is that you need to give to everyone else. And that creates a breeding ground for resentment. We all have our own needs that need to be taken care of, And it's our responsibility to take care of that because we are feeling everything. We are in our own experience. We are the ones creating this reality. So we're the only ones that can truly care for ourselves in the way that we need. Other people can try their best to guess and give you things that will help you, but it's really you. That truly knows deep down inside what you need. Sometimes we experience feeling guilty from others. Have you ever talked to someone and you've tried to say no, but they are emotionally manipulative and they just want to get their way so they inflict guilt or try to inflict guilt within you? At times we have to just block it out and say, you know what, I know what my responsibility is and that one is yours so we can't allow for others to manipulate us into feeling guilty for doing something they should be doing for themselves anyway. A lot of us don't really understand what self-care means. What does that mean, you know? And if you don't know what it means, then you can't possibly value it. You can't possibly see the importance of it if you don't know what self-care really means. When we go on and on and on without taking a look at ourselves, without taking the time to care for ourselves. We struggle. One of the other big reasons why we struggle with self-care is because we don't know ourselves. We've become who we've been told to be. And it's really hard to care for a person that you don't even know who that is. And the way that you care for the person you've become, which is really not who you really are, is not really in alignment with your true self. And then that keeps you from truly getting what you need. So going back to my point about self care is truly holistic, right? It is holistic in the sense that it's not just doing a face mask, getting a manicure or getting a haircut. Self care is your financial health how do you take care of your finances, your spending habits, your saving habits, the way you invest? How do you take care of your finances? How do you take care of your physical care, right? Your health, your body, your environment, how you feel physically, how are you caring for that? Your mental care, which is oftentimes not prioritized. We really underestimate mental care. And even in today's climate, I'm seeing so much around mental health, mental health, mental health, but no one's talking about mental care because they don't know how to do that. What I see when I see information about mental health, it's just awareness. It's just saying, these are the symptoms. This is what this is called. This is the new word we're calling it now mental health, mental health. Hey, we have an issue with mental health. Hey, people are struggling from mental health, but no one's giving information about how to care for your mental health. We're all just winging it. And if you don't really know what to do, you know, are you really going to invest your time in trying? Sometimes we just need a little blueprint. Imagine if we had never seen anyone do a fitness video before, or if we had never seen the way people exercise we'd be pretty lost, wouldn't we? But it is important for us to start to learn new ways of caring for our minds. Because the mind is the control panel. Emotional care. That's even worse than the mental care, right? And people lump them all together. They're like, oh, emotions are mental health, right? It's closely connected, but it's different. Your emotions are part of a different area of the brain. Your mind is considered more of the cognitive area, the thoughts, the thinking. But those are closely connected to your emotions. They feed your emotions. But your emotions are the physiological changes in the body, the feelings you have within you. When you feel stress, when you feel sad, when you feel angry, when you feel happy, when you feel love, that's a whole different area of the brain. Babies feel emotions long before the brain is even fully developed, long before the mind can really do its thing and control a whole lot. So emotions are really that pure raw form of who we are in our brain. There's a lot of raw, instinctual energy within the emotions that's there. So that requires for us to care for them differently. Spiritual care, what does that mean? And what does it mean if you don't follow certain spiritual practices or religious practices? Do you just throw it out the window? But spiritual care is really just getting in tune with your pure self, not getting so caught up into the world and what we're seeing on the surface and in the physical and, you know, on a day-to-day basis. It's not about that. It's about taking a time out to allow yourself to be free, to be your truest, purest self without any judgment or restrictions or expectations. It's about connecting with a higher power, prayer, meditation. And yes, sure, we can connect within community, within the likeness of spirituality. I think that's powerful as well. But it's about having that faith and believing in something bigger than you, outside of you, to support you, regardless of your religious beliefs or non-religious beliefs, okay? And so any part of your reality really is just an extension from you. And so when we skip this whole thing, the foundation of who we are, How can we expect for the external things that we pour ourselves into to really function well? How can we expect our relationships to go well? How can we expect for our work or a career or a sense of purpose to flow well? How can we expect for all these other things that we care about to flow well if all of these other things are not taken care of? If you don't have health, you don't have life, right? Right? If you're not taking care of those emotions and keeping those in check, they bleed over and they can wreak havoc on others as well. There's been so much trauma created from those that did not get the proper mental and emotional care and health that was needed to handle the things that the brain has gone through. There's so many people that just don't get what they need, but in the long run, they're ruining the lives of others around them. So we've got to take responsibility for this so that we can coexist peacefully. And the theory behind we'll just be peaceful and spread love and positivity to everyone else without taking care of this first is impossible. It's impossible to really give your best when you're in the negatives, when you're so low, when you're so depleted When you don't have the things that you need. If you go without sleep and eating and drinking, but your expectation is to give to others, you're not gonna get very far, are you? And so when we don't practice self care, our entire world just starts to fall apart. And some of us don't really know past the basics on how to actually care for ourselves. We're like, uh, I guess go to the gym. I've seen people do that. Drink water, take vitamins. Eat what I think is healthy, even though I don't really know what that is. People are starting to learn about meditation, but they still don't really understand the significance of it. The other thing that happens with self care is that we tend to use it as a remedy. Don't use self care as a remedy for burnout or when you're sick. Once we reach that point, it's really a sign of self neglect. Self care is consistent self-care is what you do on a daily basis. Not for when you feel like you can't push any harder and now you've got to take care of yourself. You just take care of yourself on a daily basis, just keeping a light routine. And when you have days where you need a little bit more, do that. But if we just completely neglect ourselves 95% of the time, and then we wonder why we're burned out, let's try to keep a little bit more balance with that. And then, for my last point that I want to cover, is that ultimately self care tells others how to care for you. So, by caring for yourself, communicates your standards and what it takes to maintain you. People want to care for you, we want to care for each other. We are social beings, we love being able to do that. But when someone doesn't know how to care for you, they run out of all of this energy and they're frustrated, and they just want to try. And sometimes we close ourselves off and we're like, well, then don't try. You don't have to care for me. It's like, no, I want to. This is a part of building a strong relationship. But if we don't know how to do that, it makes it really challenging on the other person to care for you in times of need. In fact, what's ironic is that most of the time, when people don't take care of themselves, they often reject care from others. It's like we have a deep internal wound of not feeling cared for. And so we try to find ways to just give back to others the way we wish we were cared for, but we don't accept it for ourselves. We have an issue sometimes with receiving. Maybe someone made us feel like we were a burden at some point or made us feel like You weren't worthy of receiving care and love and affection, but we are all deserving of that. And so I'm really excited to go over this series with you because we're going to learn ways of caring for ourselves holistically. We're going to talk about self-care for empaths. We're going to talk about self-care for men. We're going to talk about self-care for women. We're going to talk about just self-care for your body, mind, and and soul and emotions. So I hope you're excited. I hope you're ready. And I hope that you're taking really good care of yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Heartblend Podcast.